You're listening to the Charlotte Business Podcast, the podcast where business owners in and around the Charlotte, North Carolina area share their stories, their struggles, and the obstacles they overcame in growing their business to success. We hope these stories are an inspiration to others wanting and trying to start their own businesses and give consumers a better understanding of our local business community. I'm your host, Sebastian McShane. Hello, friends. Welcome to the first episode of the Charlotte Business Podcast. My purpose in creating this podcast is to share the stories of other local business owners and be an inspiration to anyone out there who is trying to start or grow their own business. Another benefit of this podcast is to give consumers an inside view of local businesses and establish closer relationships with those businesses and the folks who run them. I am excited about this podcast and have received a lot of positive feedback about it, and I hope that it brings you much insight and value. Of course, one cannot have a podcast without sponsors, and this podcast is sponsored by Septomic Productions. If you are a business owner, the one thing you need to succeed are customers. Without people coming to you to purchase your products or service, your business will not grow. That's where Subtomic Productions comes in. They can help you create video content that you can place on your website and in all of your social media that will promote your business and bring people to your door. Let's face it, friends, this is 2020. Consumers get nearly all their information through video. If you do not have a video that tells your business's story, you are not attracting customers. In fact, if your competition has video on their website and in their social media, you're probably losing customers to them. Subtomic Productions has several packages available that will help you grow your business, attract more customers, and make you more money. They can work with you to create a marketing campaign that will get your content out to the masses on a weekly basis, a monthly basis, or whatever schedule you need. They will create your video and package it for you so that all you have to do is post it. Or if you like, they can manage that content for you. Or maybe you want to create your own videos and don't know how to go about doing that. Well, they will teach you how to create great content, how to post it, and everything you need to know to do it yourself. The good news is that all this is affordable. In fact, it may cost even less than what you're currently paying for your marketing. Still placing ads in newspapers? Guess what? Hardly anyone reads newspapers anymore. Hardly anyone watches television anymore. And if they do, what's the first thing they do when a commercial comes on? They go for their phones and tablets. Contact Subtomic Productions today and let them help you create a media campaign that will work for you. You can contact them at SubtomicProductions.com. That's S-E-B-T-O-M-A-C Productions, all one word, dot com. SubtomicProductions.com. So, friends, we record our episodes at the local business where we're interviewing the owner as often as possible because I just like the feel of being in the business of the person who I'm interviewing. And just being in there, I think, adds to the interview. So, for example, you might hear some background noise, like today you're going to hear some chillers running and chairs being moved around. Please don't be distracted by the background noise. Uh, in fact, you can probably imagine yourself being sitting right there at the table with us and all the background noise is just part of being in that atmosphere. So uh, anyway, regardless, I hope you enjoyed the podcast. And so let's get started. Today's episode is with Jay Griffin, owner of Frozen Cups, a frozen yogurt store in Harrisburg, North Carolina. Jay and I had a great conversation about starting a frozen yogurt experience that is different from other chain stores. So let's get into it. 
So I'm with Jay Griffin here at uh, Frozen Cups in Harrisburg. And uh, Jay, tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, your background. Where are you from? Uh, originally, I'm from Virginia. Uh, been in Virginia all my life. Uh, moved to North Carolina in 2003, two days after our wedding. And I've uh, been in this area ever since. Cool, cool. Yeah. And um, what brought you to North Carolina? A job. And my wife, you know, she kind of like uh, had me to apply for a job here. I didn't know it was here at first. She just told me to apply for this particular job, which I did. Then I asked afterwards, where is the job? She said, Charlotte. I was like, moving to Charlotte? So um, <laughs> so I posted. Then two days later, I got a call for an interview. So um, two, you know, so that weekend I came down, had an interview, uh, got the job, and we just moved down here December, um, November the 29th. Cool, cool. Uh, we moved, 1999. All right, so when did you start Frozen Cups? What was the process of getting that going? Uh, it started kind of like when we, after we came from Wilmington, we went on vacation with the family, and um, we went to an ice cream shop that we liked. We liked the environment. We liked the product. We liked the service. We liked everything about it. Ironically, we, we always wanted to be a, a business owner. We just really didn't know really what we wanted to do. So um, so my wife was like, we should open up an um, a ice cream shop in, in Harrisburg because mm -hmm. they didn't have it. And um, so we just got a pencil and paper and started writing down everything that we saw in the ice cream shop we was at. And uh, made a list and got some prices and figured out how much everything cost. And we had to sit down and decide of what the um, uh, what business name we wanted because we wanted something that was catchy when you just read it. When you just look at it, and um, we just, you know, started little bit by little bit. Every payday, you know, we spent money to get, you know, licenses, permits, and did things that didn't really cost a lot of money. And uh, it got to a point where we had to uh, get a business plan, and so we just needed to put our thoughts and ideas and strategies on paper. And so we hired a company to do that, and so we got our plan. And then I went fishing for money, and then from there, from there it was history. Okay. How difficult was it to come up with the money? To Very difficult. <laughs> Tell us some of the uh, things you had to go through and difficulties you had. Uh, um, I guess part of you had to overcome the stigma of yourself, really. You know, really, you, you dream about doing something that's bigger than yourself, right? And so in your mind, and you know, you're you, you motivated to, to do it. But actually implementing and doing it, you know, sometimes can be challenging. Um, so once we got the business plan, I think that was kind of like the transformation for my wife because, you know, we sat there after, you know, dealing with the kids and, and, and dreaming about it. But then to have all of your ideas and your, your plans and what you wanted to look like and how you wanted the processes to go to see it all in a, a professional format and the format that banks look for, you know, that was kind of like motivating. Mm -hmm. And it was almost like empowering that, you know, you, you've taken your concept and your dream and, and you put it on paper. So um, so we did what normal, normal um, startups would do. You know, they'll go and look for financing through the big businesses, the you know, the big businesses or what have you. Um, most of the time, they told us no before we even took a credit application, you wow. know. Um, so it was like, no, you know, great idea, but you know, it's too risky for us, you know, great business plan, great idea, but, 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 but. yeah. <laughs> um, and then it got to a point where they was like, we'll consider it if you was a franchise. Uh -huh. And the reason why is because franchises, they have data and statistics and stuff. And, uh, but we didn't really want to do, do the franchise thing. So, uh, we just kept on fishing and fishing and fishing until the bank 
uh, paid us attention and gave us a shot. They didn't give us all the money that we wanted, but you know they 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 gave us an option. So I just sat down and figure out, you know, if we can open a business and have some working capital to do it, and uh, we did it. Cool, cool. So. You said you come up with a business plan and all. Did you have any background in business before this? Yeah. So, so my, my background is um, risk based. Uh, you know, my wife's background is like accounting, mm-hmm. uh, uh, loan or sort of. So we had that background, but we had no experience at all in in the ice cream industry. We had never opened up a business before, um, but we know how to manage processes, and you know, I understand about risk management. So I just utilize the tools and skill set that I had and my wife did as well and um, we went on ahead and we just we jumped and what was the hardest part about putting your business plan together that was actually the easy part oh, really yeah okay. it was the easy part because we didn't do it ourselves you know oh. so we had to identify our strengths and you know writing and 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 putting it in a format that banks wanted to see with the you know startup costs and your worst worst case and best case scenario marketing strategies and the five-year projections all that type of stuff i mean we knew that but to be able to put it in paper put it on paper and to be able to do it in a time and a manner without procrastinating was tough so we just hired this company called master plans um and we just went to them and we told them we had a conversation like we're having with you about what we wanted to do and they did a lot of the research for us and uh, and everything and within seven days you know we had um, a draft and so we read through the draft and we made changes we changed some of the verbiage and um and they 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 was awesome so once we did that you know it took about seven days and actually they gave us an actual hard copy and they gave us a digital copy and they gave us instructions of how we wanted to change it if we needed to make some changes okay. down the road so that was that was that part so okay you don't mind um, what was the, like the cost and getting that done? About fifteen hundred dollars. Okay. About fifteen hundred. It was worth it. You thought yes, it was, yeah. it was totally worth worth it. I mean, because they gave you basically the plan you needed to take to the bank. Yes. With it, all the bells and whistles. All the bells and whistles, the yeah. verbiage, you know, the the projections. I mean, it it had everything in it. You know, you can't you can't go to the bank and ask a bank for money if you don't have anything in writing explaining exactly what your vision is and one thing about the business plan that we had it, it really spelled out everything because sometimes if you if you if you give them an idea of what you what your plan and your projections are and it's not detailed enough and they have to come back and ask you a million questions that's not a good look right so right. by me going to this company that thought about um, my business from the lenders uh, standpoint that kind of like saved us a lot of time because it was very thought out very detailed and we you know it didn't really um uh, bring up a whole lot of questions about what it is that we want to do and where we planning planning to go mm-hmm. it was just a basically a time to um uh just to get a you know a feel just that personal uh conversation about what it is that we're trying to do so that was it really cool so yeah i it's a whole lot easier to find someone that can do that for you than to try to rack your brain and yeah. keep going back, making mistakes. It just it's worth the money to, to yeah. spend some that, time. And, and, and if any person is trying to open up a business, you have to identify your strengths, what right. you're good at, you know what I mean, what you're passionate about, things that you can do that you're not going to make excuses about and procrastinate. Mm. And I knew that I, I wasn't good at writing. I, I can barely speak English, much less try to verbalize it in paper to to a um, to a to a bank, 
Right. So I, I immediately identified that. So that investment was invaluable to me. Yeah. So. And like, like I said before, banks are real particular. They want everything to the to the dollar, to the penny, mm-hmm. what your projections are going to be. Even if you, and it's so hard to figure out projections on a business that you haven't even started yet. Right. Because you have to guess at everything. And if you guess wrong, they're going to go, no. We're yeah. not new with Yeah. That. And there, there's some some um high level statistics about the yoga industry right that, that, that we pulled data from so it wasn't like it was a total blank canvas you know what i mean so so there was information there but they had resources to to go to that i may not have been aware of of to get you know so they were very helpful in that area so it wasn't just a single person it was like a team of people a, a person that's skilled in writing a person that's um skilled in research a person that's skilled in accounting you know so they had people that specialized in every part of my business plan process Mm -hmm. that was able to put it together in a format that was very thoughtful and um and it wasn't just hey i'm giving you a plan now you pay me their goal was to make me successful and allow me to to actually get the funding that i need and they they stood with me through that entire process so that was probably i think the icing on the cake because after it was done when you go to one bank they want to see your business plan with, uh, you know, a more, uh, you know, two-year projection or, you know, a 36-week projection. So I had to go back to the business plan, um, people that designed my business plan, and have them to make the tweaks based off of what that bank wanted to see. And you don't find that a whole lot. So they was able to do that. It's a whole uh, lot easier to just call somebody and say, well, I need this. Can you fix it? Yeah. 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 So that that was awesome. So I kind of, like, brought that up to them of how invaluable that was. So um, they're part of the reason why I'm here today. So I appreciate it. Cool. Um, So from the time you got your business plan to you got your loan, what was the time frame in that? Uh, And how many banks did you have to go to before you got your loan? More than a dozen. It was more than a dozen banks that I went to. I went. So through. even with that cool business plan, it was yeah, it was yeah. Still. At the end of the day, you know, it's all about risk. You right. know what I mean? And it's all all about you know what you know what you're going to bring towards the table. You know, so I thought that the bigger banks was probably be easier for me to 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 get it, but I found that they want they weren't. I looked at the credit unions. I looked at the local local businesses. You know, local community banks and stuff like that. And some of them gave me some attention, and um, you know, very, you know, took us seriously. But you know, at the end of the day, you know, it, it, it was just hard, you mm-hmm. know. So um, I basically went through the SBA, you know, and and they gave me a list of lenders to go through. And um, there was a bank that that focused on helping small businesses get funding when they can't get funding through traditional means. Right. Startups, they they yeah. deal with startups. And so that's kind of like the uh, the door that I was able to slide through to try to get funding. And so um, they kept coming back. You know, it's almost like when you're fishing. You know, you don't you don't. It's all the waters is is calm, but the water was rumbling a little bit with this particular bank right. I was dealing with, and I felt them biting. So I just nurtured that and you know kept praying and asking God, you know, just to help us to you know to get beyond this point. And they came back with this. This letter, this letter said you had five days to decide <laughs> if you want to accept this offer. Wow. Here's the terms, and here's all the documents you need to provide us within five days. And we'll, if you don't, we have the option to withdraw this offer. Wow. So I recall the, the, the day getting that email, <laughs> right? And, and what was your feeling about man, that? Man, <laughs> let me tell you, it, it was, it, I was nervous. I was scared to death. Yeah. 
But um, I got the email and I read it like five times. And I called my wife and I told my wife, I said, look. I said, the bank told us they're going to give us the loan. But it ain't what we want. But they're going to give it to us. Right. And um, With a whole bunch of conditions. With a whole bunch of conditions. And she, I think she was taken back by it. So I emailed it to her. And uh, it took me like two days to really figure out, you know, to let it digest that this is really happening. And so I did, did the math. I prayed. We prayed. And... Uh, we, we said yes. I already had the documents, so I just went to the cloud and and pulled it all out for him and and sent it to him. And the rest the rest was here history. So okay. So what's your next step? What happens after you get the loan? You... After I got the loan, it, um, I had to sign my 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 agreements. I had to sign my lease here. I had to uh, get my GC in place. I had to mm-hmm. um get all of that to in, in place so i kind of had an idea of, of the gc that i wanted to get and so did that process was a little bit easy um so once i got all that in, in place and i understood how the transactions would have happen based off the progress of of doing my upfit all right um, gc's general contract yeah general yeah, contract remodel of the, of yeah the right and uh that's a that was a different learning curve <laughs> so it's like like i tell other people like when you're doing when you're uh when you are um a franchise you have the resources that help you along this particular process but when right. you're independent you know everything you do is, is learning you know what i mean so you got to kind of like have people around you that know what you know the process is and i think that's probably a lesson learned um that could have done a little bit better job you right. know, when we opened up but did you have to hire someone to design the place? Like the yeah, so we had a rendering. So um, we had a rendering that uh, we we went through, and we basically gave them photos of everything that we liked, that we didn't like, colors and shapes and curves and mm-hmm. fonts. And, and we just basically had a conversation what we wanted our shop to look like and what other spaces looked like that we liked. So they understood our style. They understood, you know, what we was trying to deliver because there was some initiatives that we wanted to, to execute on. And so once we gave them the concepts, my wife is the one that came up with the colors and and the, the chairs and all of that. I was more concerned about the curves because mm-hmm. I really wanted to be di- different. You know, I wanted to be unique. You know what I mean? So um, we did that, and they gave us a three-dimensional rendering of what it was going to look like. So I took that, gave it to my GC along with the plans, and uh, he did his best to try to uh, bring to life what we um, came up with. And you, again, you hired someone to help yeah, do all that. Yeah, too, yeah right? had someone to help yeah. me do it. You have to have somebody to do yeah, that. It's hard to do everything by yourself, yeah, especially, yeah. especially when you open a place like this where you have a retail store, basically, mm-hmm. and you want everything to look perfect. You can't just... Go in there and start knocking down walls mm-hmm. and you know doing stuff. You got. I did a little bit of that now. <laughs> I did a little bit of that. So, but yeah, you definitely had to have someone. You know, some some people around you that you know knew more about what you what, what you was trying to accomplish. Right. right. Trust that they'll you know, operate in t- with integrity and um, with, with expediency, like you like you need them to be. So. So uh, tell, talk about how you chose the location you're in. You're in the Harrisburg uh, Plaza. Right, Harris right across from Lowe's Foods. Lowe's Foods in the uh, Schoolhouse Commons Shop Center. So location was really, really important. So we were at night after work when we just drove around. You know, mm-hmm. everywhere around Harrisburg, we we drove. You wanted to be in Harrisburg. 
I had to be in Harrisburg. Why did it have to be in Harrisburg? Uh, Harrisburg was up and coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, Harrisburg did not have an ice cream shop or frozen yogurt shop. There was they, there's some businesses that sell similar product, but not what we were doing. Mm-hmm. So we was uh, kind of like unique in in our um, in our products and offering. Uh, we was in a good location right off of 49. It's high traffic. We're mm-hmm. around a lot of schools. We're a lot of around a lot of daycares, and um, it was just up and coming. <laughs> Excuse me. So we so we knew that we had to be here. Plus, we lived here in the, right. in the area, so we wanted to be accessible to be able to get to the shop quickly. Um, so this is just a, a no-brainer for us. So mm-hmm. um, we just needed to have a space where there was a lot of parking, and um, and this is what we came up with. We just drove around, looked through the windows, and then we got um, a broker um, who um, showed us this particular space, mm-hmm. and um, and then we just felt like this was the, the the perfect spot cool cool so how's it been going since you've been open what about a year now yeah uh june 22nd of 18 is when our first day grand opening um it's been great it's uh, a lot of crushing a lot of pruning <laughs> uh you know um it's been tough but it's and tough in that you know you're, you're self-employed so mm-hmm. it's, it's not just the idea it's the reality of it so um, but we're doing it. We're adjusting. We're learning. We're growing, and um, uh, we're just going to continue to grow and continue to to execute. So, uh, what in the nearly year you've been here, and in the whole process, would you say has been one of your greatest struggles in trying to get your business going? Um, the winter time. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to eat cold stuff in the winter time. Right. I mean, I think <laughs> they do, but you know. You know, there's people that still come out, but definitely the one at the time is kind of like the toughest. Yeah. And that's why it goes back to, like, when you're sitting down and you're dreaming and you're planning and you got your worst-case scenarios, best-case scenarios, and you think about all the things that could potentially go wrong, you know, there's a certain feeling that you have in that moment. However, when you have employees, when you have contracts, when you have bills, that that's going to come. Right. You know what I mean? And, you know, when the one at time comes, you know, um, and they don't come, that hurts that you know that's that's hard was that something you anticipated well we anticipated yeah but it's still hard (laughs) you know it's still hard so um so we we, you know we went through that Mm -hmm. you know and so we're going through that now but i say this time um it doesn't feel any easier but um we expect it more if you will Mm -hmm. um and we're planning better for it so I think we'll, as the seasons go, we'll get better and better, more efficient, more efficient, and we'll make, you know, better decisions, you know what I mean, how we address, you know, the winter time. Okay. Yeah. So are you coming up with plans to promote differently in the wintertime, or what are some of your strategies you've got going on? Uh, if I be honest, I, I'm almost concerned that is there really anything that I can do marketing-wise that, that, that would really drive in the traffic because there's a there's for us is a couple of different things it's like it's just me and my wife right? right so you know work life family time we're always here anyway yeah and uh so you know we're trying to manage that part a little bit um uh but some things that we're doing we just continue to do the facebook instagram thing um probably switch it up to where we can offer you know different things for each day of the week so we're working on some strategies for that. Maybe not this year, maybe, um, but definitely probably next year. 
because we made some adjustments with our model where um, we can focus on our business more so of focusing on working in our business. Okay. So, uh, but we got some some ideas, you know what I mean. So we're just constantly having a conversation with our customers and the community and um, encouraging them to still come out. So one thing that we did do is you know we're doing deliveries with Uber Eats and DoorDash and Grubhub and um, and uh, Easy Cater. Mm-hmm. You know, because we're trying to attract businesses, you know, those businesses that have, you know, catering events for the staff. So we're offering our product for those different areas. So we're trying to connect with businesses to to attract the alternative revenue stream for us. Mm-hmm. So. so it goes beyond the, the door, basically. Right, right. Beyond the, the brick and mortar, the store. Right. So, so that, was all, that was our strategy all along. Okay. But the timing of it, you know, we had to adjust based off of what we learned from, you know, I traffic from the community. So, you know, just like when we opened in June, um, um, we knew that we were going to have a non-peak period. And uh, we felt like it was going to be when it gets cold. Right. But we realized that it was really when kids went back to school. So we made adjustments, okay. you know, uh, along those lines. And so when we came uh, around again to the second year, we recognized, okay, we need to have an alternate you know, revenue stream. So that's why we're doing the, the deliveries and we're really trying to partner with the churches trying to partner with um, these businesses and retirement communities that have cafeterias because they have to, you know, service, you know, um, the uh, their um, their families that live in their community. So right. we're looking for those opportunities. So Cool. cool. So what kind of advice would you give to someone getting their own business, trying to start their own business? Um, recognize that, you know, everyone has their has a gift. Um, they're gifted. Those gifts are, are, are not motivated by money, not voted, motivated by you know status or accomplishment. It's just something that's in you that you would do whether no one's looking and stuff. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So identify what your gifts are, because it's your gifts, and uh, it's gonna help you during those tough times, through those pruning moments, through those uh, crushing moments. You know when you open your business. So um, definitely. Um, identify your gifts do something that you love you know not something that's going to generate revenue and, right. and get you the the tangible things so that's what i would say for that and then b is recognize your strengths and what your weaknesses are because when you open a business there's a lot of different things that you know that you, you may know how to do and can do but you just don't have the time to do right so those things that you know you struggle with be able to be willing to delegate that to somebody that you can trust that understands what your vision is you know what i mean um that's accessible to you to make sure that happens mm-hmm. and um and never quit and uh right yeah i think um another thing you you know you, when you talked about all the help you had to have to start it's when you start a business, it's not something you can really do easily by yourself. You have to have uh, a network mm-hmm. and people behind you right. that are helping you and pushing you along. Right. And, you know, like you said, the architecture, you know, hire an architect, hire a company to take care of your business plan so you get it right. Right. And, you know, even like, even with that, you had the perfect business plan. It was beautiful and everything was right, but you still struggle with getting mm-hmm. a loan. Right. And imagine if someone had, you know, just decided, you know, go online and get a business plan and copy it and right. <laughs> right. look at you and go get out of here you know what is right. this <laughs> right yeah yeah so i mean it, it, all of those things are important you know um and i think for us it's like you know 
you know, being true to who we are. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we have a personal relationship with God, right? Right. And we recognize, you know, that it's because of him that we are able to sit here and have these conversations about frozen cups. Something yeah. that I was told I couldn't have, that we couldn't have, that we had a good idea, but we couldn't do right. it. But to see that through the storm, through the crushing, that yeah. we here. And that, you know, that is really a, a drain and discouragement when you go, you go in all these places and they say, oh, that's a good idea, but we're not going to help you. Yeah. It's, it's a, like it makes you start questioning yourself. Yeah. You're wondering, well, am I doing this right? Am I, should I do this? Is yeah. it worth all this? Yeah. So in, it, it's, it's, it definitely brings something out to you. But at the end of the day, man, you know, just keep going at it. Keep working at it. Keep standing on your knees and asking God for direction as to what He wants you to do. Right. And um, and that's kind of like what what we've done. So. And it has to be something you really want. You really want. It can't be something you're gonna just try and you know if it works, it works. It doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't. No. Because you're just wasting your time and your money doing that. Well, yeah. Because you know be... when you open a business, man, you're taking your family thirty thousand feet. Right. You got your kids on your back. And you're jumping off. Jumping <laughs> off. So you checking your harness, you checking right. your, 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 you know, all of your components, make sure it's there. Right. You better have that shoot ready. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then you just jump. Yeah. Hoping, you know that you're along the way, you know, you're going to bump, bump your knees against the side of the mountain. Yeah. And you just hope that you can get your family at a safe landing at where you want them to be. And, you know, and, and the hard part is just jumping. Yeah. You know what I mean? You sit there do a whole lot of planning and preparation and and all that. You'll find that over time you don't, you ain't doing nothing. Yeah. But at some point you got to jump. Yeah, yeah. And uh that's just what we did. So um we I we're just step of faith. Yeah, step of faith. It. Yeah. Yeah. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So Yeah. So what's your future plans? Yeah. Future is a franchise or Yes. Uh franchise is definitely uh, our, ne- uh, our, our next step, but I think right now we we're still new. Yeah. So there's some things that we're trying to to get established and you know grow our customer base because we would like you know to be able to go through our non-peak period and still have a steady revenue stream, a steady uh, amount of traffic through here. And you know right now it's a cool idea to you know to have frozen cups. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. But um, I think we want to open up another shop. You know, that's probably our very next step because mm-hmm. I want to see I can take my lessons learned from shop number one and duplicate it and make that process a little bit easier. You know what I mean? And then really establish myself with a, a group of people, smart people around me that can help guide and nurture what we're trying to do. Mm-hmm. I need an ice cream truck. Yeah. So <laughs> that's another one I need to do before, yeah. you know, before I get to the second shop. Yeah, that would so, be good. Um, be good. Yeah. You just look a uh, food truck and just go around events. Yeah, yeah. you know, it's not going to be just the, you know, the ice cream truck that comes through the neighborhood with the crazy music and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be uniquely different, you know what I mean? It's going to be a frozen cup. All yeah. of the product in the truck is going to be frozen cups products. Right. So, you know, I have a vision about that. But, you know, like I said, you know, you know God knows my plan and knows my heart. So I'm just continuing to pray that, you know, that I could execute. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna do it in a smart way. And that's the, another important thing too is to have a plan. You don't just open your business and then just go. You yeah. you want to you know where are you gonna be in a year? Where are you gonna be in three years? Yeah. Where are you gonna be in six years? Yeah, yeah. And you always have goals to shoot for. As goals you, as to shoot for. And I understand that those goals are gonna change. Right. You know, and sometimes those goals may change day to day. You know, but you know, you learn, you grow, and. Um, Never be too big that you can't, you know, say, hey, I don't have the answers. 
you know what I mean? That, you know, I, you know, have some good people that's going to speak, you know, to you in a way that, you know, sometimes it may be uncomfortable, but it's the truth because they want to see you succeed. Yeah. And so, um, and I think my wife and I, we, 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 we do well with that. So, uh, let me ask you, I just thought about this too. What kind of opposition did you have with, did you have any opposition off from other family members? Like people saying, this is a waste of time. Don't do it. No. No, uh-uh. everyone was behind you. No, everybody, everybody was, was good. You know, everybody was very supportive of it. You know, my mom has been amazing. Right. Um, and she lives in Virginia, you know, so she's been very supportive and she's asking questions and she's been totally engaging. My in-laws have been totally engaging and supportive and help out when they can or what have you. So, um, it, they, they've been totally supportive. Then they want some free ice cream every now and then. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you so. got to take care of mom when she comes <laughs> in, too. Every now and then. She still got to pay, though, because I got this light bill and water bill. So <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah still got to pay it. So, but. All right. Sounds good. Well, Jay, I appreciate you having us in your shop today. And it's been really great talking to you. And hopefully you've inspired some other future business owners to uh, get on the ball and, and not let the dreams die. Yeah, absolutely, man. Thank you for uh, hanging out with me. No problem. All right. Get you some fruit, yo. <laughs> Thank you. I will. Hey, y'all. I want to give a big shout out to Jay Griffin at Frozen Cups in Harrisburg, North Carolina. Thank you, Jay, for being my very first podcast guest and opening up your business to us to come in and sit with you and talk with you and learn about you and your business. It was awesome. And also, thank you for the great Froyo. Y'all, it's good. You guys got to try some of that. We're going to be posting podcasts on a weekly basis at least. Uh, Try to keep them within an hour uh, or less. If you like it, please, please share it, subscribe, tell all your friends. If you are a business owner and would like to be a guest, you can contact us at charlottebusinesspodcast at gmail.com. If you have questions or comments, again, the same email, charlottebusinesspodcast at gmail.com. And if you would like to support us, help us grow, you can do so at patreon.com forward slash charlottebusinesspodcast. Make it all one word. And we appreciate all of your uh, support and uh, your comments and any questions you have. And uh, thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time.